time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up when it's Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Saturday, January 6, 2024. On your radio dial. Hard to believe it is 2024, but it is. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the first episode of Saturday Morning Coffee here for calendar year 2024. Hard to believe that another year has flown by, but it has. And it is Saturday, January 6th. Sad day in the history of America. We'll be discussing that here on the program today, but it is a sad anniversary. For freedom, a sad anniversary for democracy, and a sad anniversary for this country. I really do believe, uh, Glenn, that this is one of the sadder days in American history at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really is. This is one of the darker chapters of uh, American history, and and we're still trying to sort it out. And amazingly enough, still trying to figure out exactly what happened uh, on that day. Right. And who was involved, right. and from what agencies, and... From what uh, from what organizations and how were they involved and were they involved in in inciting uh, something? We were talking about this on the uh, on the Liz show on Friday, uh, Glenn. But of course, you know it's one thing for the government to have undercover agents involved in something because you're keeping an eye on what's happening. Right. It's a whole other thing in my mind, and it should be in your mind, for the government to be involved in something, inciting people or providing them tools or intelligence or facilitating uh, the the things that we don't want to have happen to happen. We have to go inside. We have to go That's inside. That's crossing the line. Yeah. yeah. We call that entrapment. Yeah. That's... That's encouraging people to do things that they otherwise would not do on their own. That's... It's possible that the protest wouldn't have gotten out of hand. You know, good thing they didn't burn down Washington, D.C., like, say, Portland or some other areas. Yeah. I mean, it's really bizarre. Yeah, it's a sad history in this country's, uh, a sad chapter in the history of the United States. There have been hundreds of people, Glenn, who were, in in my view, unfairly and, and very likely illegally detained as a result of the riots of January 6th. Yeah. And that is still being sorted out. Many people have been sentenced to jail. I noticed, I was just looking at the list, Enrique Tario pled not guilty. He was sentenced to 22 years in jail as a result of what happened on January 6th. And the government had recommended 33 years. That's the longest sentence, to my knowledge, that's been uh, handed out so far. Other long sentences have been in the range of 12 years to 17 years. But these are a handful of people. Uh, We're talking about six sentences that I'm aware of in, in in that range. A handful of people in relation to the thousands of people that were on the mall on January 6th and and literally the hundreds of people, if not thousands of people who've been in there, thousands of people who've been investigated as a result of the uh, government's uh, investigative efforts. This has been the largest uh, ongoing criminal investigation in FBI history. Glenn? Meanwhile, we're letting illegals cross our border and letting them into the country to go free. Yeah, meanwhile, we'll see you in 10 years for your court case. 
at, <laughs> at most recent data available, which is very recent in the last quarter, the number of individuals crossing the southern border has increased to 10,000 individuals daily. Yeah. That's 300,000 people per month, Glenn. That's the equivalent of a new small town in America every single day. Yeah. And nobody seems to care. Not only does nobody seem to care, I say nobody cares, people in power don't seem to care. And you've got the people who are in charge with enforcing the nation's immigration laws, uh, like Secretary Mayorkas, who repeatedly come to Capitol Hill and tell us that the border is secure. So which is it? Impeach him. Who's lying to us, Glenn? It's a trick question. Uh, the government is lying to us. I mean, honestly, the media, the government, there is such a small percentage of media outlets that are actually covering the real story and not trying to bamboozle the American public. Yeah, I mean, it's really ridiculous. Yes, uh, you know, Don, Don, uh, Donald, uh, Ron, Donald, Ron DeSantis, I was trying to say Donald DeSantis, mm-hmm. but that doesn't sound right. No. Uh, Ron DeSantis was asked a question about January 6th, and he gave an answer that got him in a little bit of trouble on social media, saying, yeah, it was a bad day for America. It was a bad day Absolutely. for America. There's no doubt that it was, a, it was something that none of us would have liked to have seen happen. Some people did get out of hand. Some people did some things that they clearly should not have done. But at the same time, when you square that against all the other things going on in this country that have been going on in this country— You know, you have to wonder, how is it that this is the the, the number one threat on uh, Department of Homeland Security and the FBI's radar at the moment? I just don't, I don't get that. And the other thing is we discussed on the Liz Show on Friday, why is it, what possible reason could there be for all the body cam footage that's available from any officer that was on scene on January 6th? Why has that evidence not been released for the public to review it there have been defense attorneys who haven't even been able to get to all of this information right and how can you have a trial and convict people and send people to jail when all the evidence still hasn't even been released well and that's what they're trying to do they're trying to prosecute donald trump without allowing him to present evidence so So, (laughs) it's kind of the new way of the world isn't it it's crazy it really is we are and they think we're stupid that we just will believe whatever they say on some of those other stations. Yeah. A whole lot to talk about. We're, we're going to be talking today on the show to Tim Rivers. Tim is the author of the American Gulag Chronicles. And basically, they've been publishing letters, art stories from the victims of January 6th, who Mr. Rivers will tell you are the new political prisoners yeah. of America. Yeah. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll pick up Tim Rivers. Folks, we got a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee this morning. Hope you'll stick with us. It is a special January 6th anniversary edition. So we'll be talking with Tim Rivers in just a moment. Stick with us. A lot more to come here on Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Do not leave town. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel Find your 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday, January 6th. On your radio dial, so happy to have you with us here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We were talking just before the break about the anniversary that is January 6th. What a sad day this has become for so many of us. And what a sad day I think it will go down uh, in history as one of the those sad anniversaries that we remember as where a, a piece of our country was lost, where a large piece of our freedom uh, was surrendered. And the question is, how do we... How do we fix it? Where do we go from here? Joined on the show, as we were discussing just before the break, um, by a very special guest who has written on this subject, and we're talking about Tim Rivers. Tim is the author of the American Gulag Chronicles. He's been following uh, this issue and has a lot to say about the, the way the pretrial defendants have been treated, where they've been housed, inexplicably cruel conditions in jails across the country that have left... Um, scarred folks um he's written about uh, that and more and uh, he's got a new book that's coming out the art of confinement and so uh tim welcome to the show thanks for joining us here on this january 6th edition of saturday morning coffee thanks thanks for having me on yeah this is a this is a rather special uh i don't want to call it anniversary i want to call it a remembrance yeah of something that, that's uh, a better that word country, yeah that's a better word yeah. yeah this country will bear this scar for a long time and, and it's something that I'm not quite sure history will accurately reflect. And I, I think um, if you want to know history, you could, you know, if we could go back in time, we want to ask Custer what happened, really? I mean, he could tell us. Uh, instead, we will have a doctored version of history as a remembrance of that event. And I think January 6th is, is a similar case, that mainstream media and, uh, and even the government, you know, the re- rotating talking heads in the White House press room, they're never going to tell you what really happened because that narrative is dangerous to them. But the people who will tell you are the ones who are suffering the penalties of that day. Um, I would say unjustly. I quit calling them prisoners. I now call them hostages because prisoners have rights, and these men and women do not have rights. They've, they've had their rights denied. And um, when you try to tell the public about this, the mainstream media echo chamber closes immediately swallowed into silence. And so the only way that I could uh, I could get around all of that for these men and women who were ru- sending us their letters, um, people have been writing to these guys from across the world, literally across the world, and um, and they write back. And those letters have been making making their way to us at American Gulag Chronicles, yeah. where we basically curate them to tell their story, and and that's what these books are. Let- I didn't really write the book; I write the introductions. I, yeah. I do the curation of the letters. But the guys in, and gals in prison wrote this book, and they wrote it for the American public and for the people who support them. Yeah. And, um, let me let me ask this question, uh, Tim. If you would tell folks just very briefly about your background, you've got an interesting background, and how did you come to be, you know, involved in this project, receiving these letters from January six prisoners? Tell folks a little bit about who Tim is. Well. <laughs> Tim was a very comfortable retiree, you know, doing what retirees are supposed to do. I, I've uh, worked in IT all my life. I'm a former Fortune 100 executive and, uh, and an engineer. And I was doing what retirees are supposed to be doing until that election, that fateful election of yeah. 2020. Um, and I woke up on November 4th going, what in the world is going on here? And 
like so many people, Mike Lindell and Professor Clemens, I got involved in checking out election integrity. And what I found, you know, just really dismayed me. Uh, I guess horrified might be a better word. And so uh, along the way, as I was working on Telegram, who were writing to these prisoners, and if, if the election was screwed up, then these people are victims. They're not criminals. Um, and so I, I went to a place called the Patriot Mail Project. You can find it at patriotmailproject.com. And I just randomly chose a prisoner to write to. And the letter I got back from that individual, um, well, it, it pretty much changed my life. I mean, I haven't done anything except fight for these guys since then. Yeah. And I believe um, I believe if you were to write one of these guys, just you, anybody who's listening, and the letter you got back, I think it could change your life, too. It could make you aware of the lies, the history of lies that we have had thrown at us for almost three years now. And, and maybe you'll want to get into this fight, too, and try and save your republic. Because the next knock on the door, um, after you go to a school board meeting or after you did a a pro-life rally or after you attended church when they said, no, you're locked down, that knock on the door could be you next. Amen. Um, And these guys are your canary in the coal mine. Amen. These folks are just the the tip of the spear, as they say. This is just the first. uh, If this can happen, you know, I was thinking about this uh, last night, Tim, as I was thinking about preparing for the show, and I thought, you know, when has America done anything remotely comparable to this? And, of course, I, I thought about the Korematsu uh, case and, and what we did to Japanese-Americans after Pearl Harbor. And I guess there's maybe some analogies there. I think it's certainly fair to argue that those people could have been considered political prisoners. Not really. But, you know, that, I don't know how, you know, you sort all that out. But there's really no—is there any analogy in American history? For this happening to American citizens, I can't think of a one. I, I really can't either. I, I think it is unique uh, in modern history. Maybe some things similar to this happened at the closing of the Civil War uh, when we were trying to, as, as Lincoln said, bind up the wounds of the country. But I don't think that, that even compares here because that was actually an armed conflict. This was a peaceful demonstration for all intents and purposes although the only video you'll see from mainstream media or the White House are the violent moments um, when people reacted to being attacked. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, because I I don't know if you know, we uh, haven't uh, spoken previous to the interview, but what I'm a lawyer. I don't do criminal work, but I continue to be astounded that you can put these people in jail on pretrial detention. And if I'm not mistaken, there are people who are still uh, incarcerated, on a pretrial basis, and we are now on the third anniversary of January 6th. Yeah, I think it's heinous, but I'm going to, I guess I want to shock you a little bit. You know that first letter I talked about writing? Yeah. Well, the letter I got back, that individual, he's an American war hero. He's a 22 year retired Ranger and Green Beret. Oh, my God. Three times decorated for valor, bronze stars. He worked for the State Department for the last 10 or 11 years doing protective services for politicos who were traveling in very dangerous places and then sometimes rescuing them. Yeah. He's basically a special forces hero. He's sitting in Fort Worth in a mental, a BOP mental jail because he's been put there to keep him from talking. Because if you're crazy, then whatever you say can be ignored, right? That was a favorite trick of Stalin. And he's kept there now three years. He was arrested in March of 2021, and he has not 
vaccine trial. I want that to sink in a little bit. Three uh-huh. years, not seen trial, American war hero, went there to protect people who were speaking that day. This is a travesty that no American should tolerate. I don't. I don't have words to go further. I don't even know what to say, Tim. I don't even know what to say, and I'm, <laughs> I'm a talk show host. I mean, how, literally, how can this happen? That that cannot be. That cannot be constitutionally permissible. It isn't, but I can tell you how how it happens. It happens because of fear. You do. Do you think that our founding fathers were scared when they decided to go against the British? Do, do you think the men and women? Who worked in the in in the in the war because the women went with their men to war during the revolution during the Civil War the the, the families were basically went camp followers that's where the word came from do you think they were afraid do you think that they thought they might die sure do you think that they would be possibly gone to prison or lose what they possessed and still still they sacrificed because that's why you and I live in a free country where is that spirit America? Where is your courage? Where is the home of the brave that you would stand and watch this happen and say nothing? Silence is complicit. I, I just can't, I can't fathom how, for people who know, how this can continue to be tolerated. Now, I think for many people, they just, they've been blinded is the word, I think brainwashed by the mainstream media narrative, which was that this was an insurrection, that this was some sort of legitimate uh, revolution. And and there may have been some people in the crowd. There may have been a handful in the people. Let's be real. There may have been some people in the crowd who were really thinking that that's what they wanted to do. But that you can't hold thousands and thousands of people responsible for the act of a dozen people. Tim, you can't you can't you can't put everybody in the same box. Well, you can if you're running a a tyrannical government. You can if you live in Gulag 2.0, which basically everybody who's listening to this, whether you believe it or not, you're living in the Gulag. Your telephone tracks you everywhere you go. Even your smartwatch tells them how much you're uh, uh, basically responding to everything that happens around you. There's no place you can go. Your emails are watched. The NSA sucks up every bit, every single byte of your data. Yeah. So that they can tell whether or not you're doing something wrong. This is not paranoia. This is Gulag 2.0 in America. Yeah. And if we do not change our government, if we do not rein back the overreach, the the trading of security, safety, if you do not wake up, we will give our children and grandchildren a communist country. And you can get away with that in a communist country. You can do these things in a communist country. You don't have to get a jumpsuit. You don't have to be behind bars. You're still living in the gulag as long as your actions and your thoughts and your freedom are controlled by a tyrannical group of people. What will you do about it? Will you sit there and take it? How about picking up your phone? You can do something simple. Pick up your phone, call your congressman. 202-224-3121. Let me give that to you again. 202-224-3121. Give them your zip code. Ask for your congressman. And then tell them. Let these people go. Release the videos. Why hasn't live, you know? What, 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 nothing. You're doing nothing for us. Yeah. When when I looked at, I was doing some some reading in, in anticipation of this show today, and I was looking at a, a publication of all the sentences. The vast majority of the criminal sentences that have been handed down 
uh, seem to be way less than three years. Uh, and it, it's almost as if most people are getting slaps on the wrist. There's a few people who have gotten jail time. Um, but, you know, you wonder about uh, how does that how does that compare? If you've got folks who have already been in jail for three years, how can that continue to be tolerated when most of these fa- these folks are getting sentences that are 24 months or less? Well, many of them are, you know, by the time they get sentenced, they're way beyond time served. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think, I think more importantly, you need to understand, you know, there's a really high percentage rate of convictions, and people are looking at that and going, well, they must be guilty because they, you know, they pled guilty. You have no idea what the DOJ is doing. What, it, what they're doing is the most heinous thing, the most unjust, unjust thing that you could do to American citizens. You are arrested for four, four misdemeanors, uh, remaining on restricted grounds, picketing, parading, uh, refusing to leave on restricted grounds. A really misdemeanor thing, kind of like you should get a ticket for this and then have to pay a fine. But that's not what happens. You get arrested in the middle of the night by a SWAT team who drags your family and you into your front yard and throws shackles on everybody and then carries you off to prison in front of your neighbors with a massive perp walk, 50 agents, you know, MRAPs, the whole nine yards. Then even though you're charged with misdemeanors, you're held and not given bond and bail because they say, oh, you might be a threat to society because you went somewhere on January 6th. And then when it comes time for the DOJ to talk to you about your charges, what they tell you is you'll plead guilty to these without any fuss whatsoever. Yeah. And we're going to give you, a, uh, like you said, a slap on the wrist. You might get six months. However, many of the judges are refusing because they're biased. They're refusing to take these plea deals and slapping these people with two and three years in prison. Tim, we've got to – hate to interrupt you. We've got to go to a hard break. I had a couple more questions. Can you stick with us through a break? And we'll be right back. Folks, we're talking to uh, Tim Rivers. Tim is the author of The American – Gulag Chronicles. Tim, we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. It's Saturday Morning Coffee. Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Saturday, January 6, 2024. We are talking to Tim Rivers. Tim is the author, maybe I should say the editor of the American Gulag, Gulag Chronicles, Letters from the January 6 uh, Defendants. And Tim, we were just chatting before over the break that there's at least, I think last count, 230-something J6 prisoners still incarcerated, at least, as you said, I think about 50 or so who have still not seen uh, a trial date, have not had a day in court. How? And, of course, the Constitution guarantees you a right to a speedy trial, but yet here we are on the third anniversary, the third yearly remembrance of January 6, having this conversation. How can this be in America that is supposed to be a free country that stands for the rule of law and liberty and freedom? Again, like I said, it comes back to, you know, tyranny. Tyranny can do what it wants, and and only the people can end tyranny. 
and I, we were talking before the break about, you know, the charges. So um, I just want to make sure everybody understands. They'll bring you into this for just standing outside the building. You didn't have to go inside. You were in this little zone that they created around you um, that was somewhat illegal in itself. And then they bring you in with four misdemeanors. Now, you will plead guilty to these without complaint. And they will give you basically maybe six months, maybe some house arrest. But if you say, hell no, I'm going to trial now, they come up with three or four felonies that are looking like 10 to 12 years. They like to add superseding charges. They like to add terrorist uh, accents. So it basically increases your sentencing. And they will threaten you with 20 to 30 years in prison. And for those who refuse to take the plea, they are held indefinitely because they want you to plea because they know they cannot win in a real fair court. Maybe in a D.C. court where it's biased and where the judges and the outcomes are already predetermined by a 90-something percent uh, Democratic jury. But in the end, if you're denied due process, you're denied change of venue so you can get in front of your people – you have very little choice. You'll either accept their offer or you could actually rot in prison and still serve prison time. And that is why there's so many people that have still not seen trial, because they are the ones who refuse to lay down and say, yeah, I'm guilty of something that they know they were not guilty for. And that's how this happens in America. Unbelievable. So what is your take, Tim, on these various claims that have been made? Even I heard Vivek Ramaswamy discussing some of these claims that the government itself was involved, that there were FBI agents in the crowd, and that the government itself was the, was the instigator for some of these actions. How do you, how do you, what's your take on those claims? Well, my take is that people have gotten a little bit lazy. And so let me give you some that. You need to do your own research because you're not going to hear the truth from mainstream media. You need to go look for the truth, America. So let me give you some places where you can find the truth about J6. And when I say find the truth, I mean read it for yourself. Watch videos that show the reality of what happened. Heck, this new timeline video that just dropped this documentary by StopHate.com. It's, it's blowing the doors off the DOJ's narrative because it shows everything that happens in chronological order, and you could see where the instigations begin. Um, I think you've, many people have heard Representative Higgins calling out uh, Mr. Ray about ghost buses full of FBI agents. I've got testimonies and recorded interviews that you can listen on our website at J6PatriotNews. That's letter J, number six, PatriotNews.com. Go out there and listen to these interviews, these people telling you they're going or taken out of the building through corridors filled with black block and Antifa uh, costumes and outfits that have been discarded after they had been used inside restricted areas of the Capitol. How did that clothing get there? Who was wearing it? These are questions we're going to need to answer. And uh, if you go to StopHate.com, watch the documentaries, go to J6PatriotNews.com, read the letters, listen to the interviews. Make up your own mind, America. Stop being lazy and being mainlined lies that come through your television set every day. It's time to get intelligent. And I think that's the best way to do it. Tim, if folks want to help, what can your average, you know, your average American do to help the folks who are January 6th prisoners wrongly detained? If you don't. If, if you're if you're like me and you're poor and you've given away everything you got, you can just write a letter. Go to the PatriotMailProject.com, pick a prisoner from your state, write them, give them support, give them comfort. 
if you're a religious person, share your experiences, share your, com- your, your confidence that this is going to come out right. If you have money, and I don't mean a lot of money, I mean if you have something like you could order a present, go to lettersfromprison.us, lettersfromprison.us. Get copies of these books because they are going to be historical documents. They're either going to be something that you will pass to your children and grandchildren as historical record, or they're going to be the most banned book in the country. It depends on how 2024 goes, folks. And you know what? That is up to you. Yes. Amen to that. Well, Tim, I know you've got a hard break. We appreciate you sharing your time with us here this morning on Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for everything that you've done. We're going to post these web links in the uh, podcast version of the show. So uh, thanks again. And, and listen, keep up the good fight and come back on the show anytime. We love, we love hearing from you, and we'll, uh, we'll be talking again. Thank you very much. Folks, it's Tim Rivers, uh, author and editor. He is the publisher, compiler of the American Gulag Chronicles here on Saturday Morning Coffee. And we'll be right back with more after these words from our sponsors on this January 6th edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Do not leave town. Folks, let me tell you about one of our favorite sponsors here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Of course, we love all our sponsors, but we especially love our fine friends, fine folks over at Conway Ford. It's your hometown dealer. That's where you'll find the best buying experience around. They guarantee it. And uh, you can also find that uh, new Ford Bronco that you've been looking for, that new Ford Mustang, Ford F-150, whatever you're in the market for. They've got a great selection. They'll be glad to help you find the new Ford of your dreams. It's a new year, great time for a new car. And uh, in addition, folks, if you need service, they now have a special pickup and delivery uh, service offered for all service projects. Their service drivers will come to your home or your place of work, pick up your vehicle, bring it in for service, and then when it's done, drop it back off at your office or your home. They can, uh, they can do that for you, and they'd love to do that for you. Call them to schedule an appointment, or you can go online to ConwayFord.com and click on the Schedule Service button. It's Conway Ford, folks, the friendliest dealer, friendliest dealer around in the home of the best buying experience available. Check them out. Church Street in Conway. Tell them you heard about it on Saturday Morning Coffee. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour special january 6 edition of saturday morning coffee thanks for sticking with us you made it to the parting wisdom segment of saturday morning coffee i want to thank our special guest um tim rivers for joining us here on the show what a i mean it's a fascinating interview glenn but it's a very heavy interview the idea in my mind that there are hundreds of people who are still incarcerated as a result of January 6, many of whom haven't yet even been to trial or received a trial date, and and many of them just were the unlucky few who just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. This is something opinion. you would see in China, Iran, some other country, not the United States of America. 
And, and don't get me wrong. As I told Tim, I am sure that some of these people yeah. deserve to be in jail. Proud, no doubt in my Proud mind. Proud Boys probably. But, you know, weren't they like the leader of the Proud Boys got a pretty stiff sentence? Yeah, that we were talking about him earlier. He right. was they, the government recommended 33 years. Right. He got 22 years. And I don't know the details. I'm not I have no confidence, frankly, in any of this. I don't know if that was a fair result. Right. Did you really deserve to go to jail for 33 years? I kind of doubt that. Right. But I don't know. I don't know the details. I just have not followed the details of every single That's criminal That's because case. they're hiding the details from you. Yeah, we they don't, don't, you don't you hear about know. it. No, you don't want they, they don't want you to know. You have to dig for this information. But the very idea, I, I noticed that in um, on one of the website articles that I found, there was a Newsweek compilation of literally hundreds of 1,200 people at least who had been sentenced to... In many cases, as few as 90 days, but 90 days to 24 months was a common term. But a lot of these people are being sentenced to real jail time. And many of them have been, as, as we discussed uh, with Tim, many of them have been in, incarcerated on pretrial detention. Right. Now going, now three years. Yep. That's, in, that's insane. Yep. Did, we ever, cannot, did we ever learn the name of the, um, the Capitol Police officer that shot, uh, what was her name, Jessica Babbitt? Yes, uh, his name has been released. It it's has? In the, okay. It's in the Just public curious. domain. I, I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm trying to recall. Yeah. But, yeah, um, his name has been released. But we still haven't had any accountability no, there, have we? No, we haven't. No, we haven't. We have not. I'm not aware of any uh, information that's been released on any professional discipline or criminal proceeding right. that was instigated against Yeah, the big question, him. why did you shoot her? Because there were others that were coming in. With her, and at the same time, why weren't the others shot? What did this young lady... She was lady, just in the crowd. Yeah. yeah and she the, wasn't even the lead right. person in that particular group, as I recall, of individuals who were approaching the uh, the the house chamber. You know, Glenn, there were a lot of folks who made very poor choices sure. that day. Yep. Um, and there were some people who were engaged in criminal conduct that day. Nobody is going to say... That that didn't happen. But the problem is the government has thrown all of these people in the same box, labeled them as January 6th terrorists, and has thrown the proverbial book at all of them um, with with, with with no discrimination. And one of the things I've learned as a lawyer, I don't do criminal defense work. I never wanted to do criminal defense work. But one of the things I have learned in my practice, uh, Glenn, is if you become a defendant in a federal criminal prosecution it's pretty much game over yeah they're going to break you they're, they will yeah. break you yeah there is no defending uh that in the in, in the same way that you might defend a, a traffic ticket or a charge brought by your local uh solicitor if you're a federal criminal defendant you're toast yeah. i mean that's the bottom line so it all comes down to prosecutorial discretion and when people are prosecuted and when they aren't and that makes federal prosecutors extremely powerful individuals um, and, and, but yeah, you have to say, how can all of this happen in a country that is supposedly free, Glenn, supposedly a constitutional Republic. And you hear this, co- this, this comparison made often, but I, I keep going back, you know, to the summer of love and, mm-hmm. right. and all the riots that followed the death of George Floyd. I'm not going to defend that activity either, but how is it that you heard virtually no criminal prosecutions no accountability no accountability those folks burnt much of america to the ground right their own town (laughs) their own towns and yet there there seems to be this oh well it happens right 
and since that happened, you've seen the ex- escalation of crime in this country. Oh, well, unbelievably so. So they, they didn't send a very good um, point to the future criminals uh, when they didn't do anything about what happened. When you, when you start life. when you start criminally prosecuting people for political reasons, Glenn, and stop criminally prosecuting people who actually are engaged in crime that is a threat to their community, the rule of law breaks down. The rule of law is over at that point. And and as we say many times on this program, everything hangs on the rule of law. Right. Without that, you know, if they, if people can't count on the equal administration of, um, you know, of, of criminal penalties, and if there are political prisoners and, and other people just get a pass, you don't have a, you don't have a republic. Well, you saw the recent video where the guy dove over the bench to get to the judge, right, that was mm-hmm. sentencing him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he tried to basically say he deserved a break, but he pled guilty and he had a plea bargain, meaning before he was even entered into the room, he knew he was going to jail. He knew it, yeah. That and If he did not, that's his attorney's fault for not telling him that, but... It shows that these people feel they're entitled and that they can just keep doing what they want to do. Yeah. Because the laws are not being followed. I think he really thought he might get out of this until she said, no, you need a taste of something else. You need you need some jail I mean, he had a long, long list of crimes. I want to encourage everybody who is listening to the show this morning, everybody hearing the sound of my voice, to go to PatriotMailProject.com, as Tim Rivers suggested. Locate a, a J6 uh, detainee find their contact information, and send them a letter and let them know that they are not forgotten, that we will not uh, forget them, and we don't. We, we remember them. We remember this sad moment uh, today, but we will not forget them, and we will continue to stand with them until we get this sad chapter in American history closed. I don't know that we can write it, Glenn, and, and I don't know that we will ever know the complete truth of what happened on that day as we were discussing with him. It's very... It's extremely frustrating. It sure is. And I, I pulled up the J6 Patriot News uh, website. Yeah. A lot of information on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, It's there's a lot to digest. But PatriotMailProject.com is where you can find uh, information on how uh, to contact a, a J6 detainee and let them know that you do not forget them, that we don't forget them. Um, and I encourage everybody to do that. By the way, Glenn, did you notice, speaking of the breakdown of the rule of law, um, you know, former uh, 90210, Beverly Hills 90210 uh, television yeah. star uh, Ian Ziering yeah. attacked in Hollywood, no less, on Hollywood Boulevard by a gang of minibike. Mm-hmm. I saw the video. Gang cyclists. Yeah. Did you see the video? Yeah, and his daughter was in the car. Did you see how they simply, they just... Yeah, they just went after him. They went after him. Mm-hmm. And they're doing that apparently repeatedly with, with no fear of, be, law, of be, law enforcement. Be, exactly, because they're not... Following the rule of law. There is there there is no in many of these blue states and blue cities, Glenn, the rule of law is already done. It's over. And what you're seeing now is the breakdown of society. And I saw that video and I'm like, that's that's where society goes. Yeah. Um, you just ride around in gangs and take what you want. Yeah. And you're not afraid that you're gonna be arrested right. because you've been doing this for six months and you haven't been arrested yet. Yeah. So why would you be arrested today? Right. And then the looting of stores. They, we just saw where a, a little mini SUV or something went right through the front doors, and then basically 100 people go in and ransack and take everything they can out of the yeah. store. Um, there was so much more to talk about, Glenn, but it was a day to talk about January 6th. I want to real quickly remind everybody about a meeting coming up. The Ori County Republican Party is having a meeting on Monday night. 
That will be at uh, 6 p.m. Registration starts at 5.30. It'll be at the Journey Church on uh, Plantation Point Boulevard here in Myrtle Beach. If you're around, want to get involved, we're going to be hearing from Congressman Russell Fry. We'll also hear from a representative of the Trump campaign and also, I believe, the Nikki Haley campaign. There was a lot of presidential stuff uh, that I wanted to get to, but we just did not have time today. We spent our time talking with Tim about January 6th, and I do want to encourage you all, and that's more important today and uh, we want to remember those folks. We do. Our heart goes out to everyone who was involved in January 6th and is still suffering the loss of their freedom. And we're going to keep uh, talking about this and working on this issue until uh, this issue is somehow resolved. I don't know how we'll fix it, but we're going to keep, we're not going to forget. Um, let me leave y'all with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Folks, that's Saturday morning. That's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And that's Saturday morning coffee for this Saturday, January 6th edition. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. We'll see you next week for more Saturday morning coffee. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.